Welcome to the Deliberate Leaders Podcast. I am your host and executive business coach, Allison Dunn. Our topic today is breakthrough coaching, how leaders can have transformational conversations. I welcome back Dr. Marsha Reynolds. She's been, I think on the show, this will be her third time. She is passionate about having, about how to engage in powerful conversations that connect, influence, and activate change. From government agency to global corporations to coaching programs around the world, she represents fresh ways to move forward on the path of coaching mastery. Marcia, thank you so much for joining me in this new year. I'm so pleased to have you back. Oh, thank you. I, like I said before, I really was looking forward to this. Me too. Um, I, As always, I love to kick these off with a deliberate conversation. What would be your number one leadership tip for our listeners in 2024? Don't just listen to people. Really receive what they have to say mm -hmm. because then they'll want to tell you more. Mm -hmm. I... Um, I love that. Do you have any tips on how to do that well? Um, you know, we have such a habit of just being in our head and thinking about what people are saying. And as you're thinking, you're not being present with them. And, and you're not trusting that whatever's going to come out next is just going to be fine, no matter what it is. And so being able to to really receive what somebody's giving you just to appreciate this is how they're experiencing their moment. I don't have to tell them what to do. I don't have to tell them what's right or wrong. I don't have to analyze their thoughts and be thinking about what I how I need to reply. I just need to be there and really listen and let them know that I hear what they're saying. That is so much more powerful than it even sounds. I would very much agree. I think um, one of my, I've probably shared this maybe even in our past conversations, but I think my zone of genius is I really do listen when mm -hmm. someone's speaking and to be like a strategic thinking partner mm -hmm. um, with them, not against them, not around them, not above mm -hmm. them or below them, but in that moment of what we're sharing. Yeah. And so I love that tip so much. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> So I know it sounds like we're going to be talking about coaching, but I really just want to make sure that um, those who are listening, that we're really looking at this, I'm going to use the word term coaching. And I think it's um, more commonly used inside of a business setting, but these are for our leaders who are working with other people. And that is a form of coaching entirely. Mm -hmm. So how does using a coaching approach generate sustainable change? Well, to start off with it, you know, we always do engagement surveys, right? You mm -hmm. know, do and and what if, uh, what do your people think of you, <laughs> and how well do you engage them? But not even understanding what the word means—that engaging is really much more of an energetic connection mm -hmm. than it is whatever it is I say to you. Um, that I feel engaged by you, which means that I'm I'm inviting you into this conversation. You know, and so to start that off, that people feel like, wow, you really want to talk to me. You really want to hear me. You really want to listen. I must be important enough for you. And and that sense that that when I'm talking to you and I feel like you feel I'm important enough to listen, to be with me, um, that you're there for me. 
that I'm already going to start to build a trust um, and uh, a desire to even talk through issues with you where I may have had a little bit of a wall before. So if I want you to, if I want to help you change your mind, I can't be doing it by telling you what to do, right? You, you know, we know that. Um, but it first has to start with that you want to talk to me. You know, I can't change your mind if you don't really want to engage with me in this conversation. So that's really the first step to um, helping people to, like you say, to be their strategic thinking partner. It's that that connection that you set up front that then can sustain the conversation to the very end. Do you have any guidance? So I, um, I am aware of like, if you're, if I'm genuinely coming to a conversation, I'm just going to use my, myself, for example, which I try to do with everyone I connect with. If you're not receiving something back, is that for leaders who aren't getting that energy exchange back and forth, is that a trust issue or is uh, that just a process issue of like how people think? Well, it's probably either or, <laughs> you sure. know, I mean, because I mean, when you look at those, those are two topics mm -hmm. on the one hand, if I don't feel like um, I, I can, I mean, to be honest, because our brain's always looking for, uh, you know, what's dangerous, what could hurt me. I I can sense whether we're connecting and you feel safe with me or not. Mm -hmm. If you've got some anxiety, if you've got some, oh, I don't know what's going to happen here, um, some doubt, um, some fear, if I'm quiet enough, I can sense that. You know, and so that to start there, to... What is it going to take to help this person feel safe with me? Um, that's the first sense. But on the other hand, you're absolutely right. There are people that take a, either a little longer to feel comfortable. You know, um, uh, they need to really feel be made to feel safe more than other people. And, and there's nothing wrong with that. But that's just the way it is for whatever reason. And then there's those people that are like, you know, analyzers and processors and have to think things through and we have to be a little patient with them. <laughs> so there's the thinking, the processing style to deal with, but also the how open are they to be in this conversation? So leaning into our intuition to recognize that maybe you're sensing that um, the trust isn't there and or the comfort level is not yeah. yet there. And just well, recognizing that, that, somebody, that is the case. Yeah. If you talk to someone afterwards, they'll say, yeah, I could tell the person was kind of like, you know, not with me. Yeah. Well, if you could tell, <laughs> you know, then, then why, why did you just keep going? Right. You know, but but what you said, that intuition, we're really disconnected to that. We we do sense it's going on, but we don't pay attention, you know, because we're thinking too fast. You know, so I always say thinking is the enemy of the coach. Quit thinking, you know, and a lot of leaders say, well, how can I do that? Well, there's a difference between can't and won't, right? Right. Yeah. For sure. And if you want to, <laughs> you know, but that. The thinking is is 
what got us to where we're at. You know, it's I'm successful because I was smart. I'm successful because I, I was strategic, mm-hmm. um, because I could see it's, things that other people couldn't, which are all thought processes. And so we rely on these things that created our success, not recognizing that those are the things that can create disconnection in a conversation. It's a different scenario. So it's a what I do as opposed to what we do together. Mm-hmm. I love that perspective. Mm-hmm. I think that one of the most powerful things we do as coaches is um, ask questions. And could you just share your thoughts on what the difference is between asking questions and using reflective inquiry? Yeah. Over the years, um, I've come to to find that the reflection is even more powerful than the question. Mm-hmm. You know, Allison, over Thanksgiving, I had to listen to 32 of my coaching demonstrations over the past three years to sort through for this online program that I'm doing. That was a torture. <laughs> <laughs> But it's a lot watch, of growth, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, I've been coaching what 28 years, but even from mm-hmm. watching me coach from 2020 to, to 2023, I'm like, wow, look at the growth, look at the difference that I've made. And I find that two things the better I am at just reflecting back the key essence, the, the things that you say to me, to say it concisely, directly. So you're telling me, that this is what's most important to you. You know, um, you're telling me that your doubt is based on uh, this, what happened two years ago. You know, that you may give me this long story, but I can break it down to that. That makes people stop and think, did I say that? Oh, you're right. In a way they can't do for themselves. So the question is just to follow follow on. You know, like, so... um, if that's what happened two years ago, are you saying that that's going to occur again now? You know, so so they go together. They go together. Yeah. And um, so the two things, the, the reflection, but also really as quickly as I can to get into who does this person think they are in this scenario, you know, and how does that relate to how other people want you to show up or who do you want to become? That's what sustains change. Um, let's talk about that because I, I I understand what you just said, but I just want to dive in a little bit deeper so that our audience can maybe go like, okay, what does she mean when she says that? So yeah. that they can take the story, the language, the the scenario, the discussion sure. point and realize how to apply that. Yeah. I can give you so many examples and I'll give you a few, but, you know, to start off with, um, you know, the best thing is when you talk to someone, just, you know, tell me about your challenge. That's how you start a conversation. You don't have to say anything else and let them tell you the story that's in their head. It's within the story that you start to hear where maybe there's some gaps in logic or, you know, the basing it on past experiences um, or again, the conflict of, of who they are being compared to the expectations. So I get a lot of leaders that come into being a leader because they were an expert, okay? And then they continue to be the expert and not the leader. Simple scenario, 
you know, so um, when you show up and you interrupt people and tell them how things should be done because you're the expert, how do you think they, they judge you as a leader? Yeah, simple question like that. Or when I get new leaders and they're like, well, you know, I don't know why people listen to me. I haven't been on this team that long. I said, okay, so you're telling me that even though you were asked to be on this team because you have contributions, you, you since you're the newbie in the room, that's the who, you don't think that it's valued for you to speak up. You know, so that reflection of who they're telling me they are, you know, and, and they may not use those words, but I, you know, you, you pinpoint it in what they're telling you, that you identify that. Or even for me, um, you know, in my last, in, in especially my last two companies, you know, I was running training, to global training departments in tech companies, and I was the only woman on the leadership team you know, making big changes. And I'm not a big person. If you knew me and saw me, I'm very tiny. I had to have a big voice. And I was always like telling people and being loud enough to be heard. And I was a warrior, you know, and, and my boss said to me once, you know, I knew that, no, you had to fight your way up, but you don't get that you've made it. Is there a way that you could quit trying to push people to do what you want and instead maybe inspire them to see what you see? Which sparked an entirely different thing. Warriors don't do that. Could I be the inspirer and not the warrior? Of course I could. I like telling stories. I like inspiring, but I'd forgotten because of what, the, you know, what I had tied my success to was now no longer serving me. So the shift in who I was is what sustains the change, not somebody to tell me, oh, stop doing this, start doing this, because that's not going to change me. But when I start shifting who I am, then my behavioral shift changes as well. Thank you. That actually um, all solidified and, and gives a context mm -hmm. um, to what to be listening for and how you can apply it. I love it. Yeah. Mm, right. And so I always um, tell coaches, so first you have to hear the story and help them define who they are today. And, and that's always based on the past, always based on the past. There's no present. Um, and, and then when you get them to say, what is it that you want instead? Well, I want people to respect me or see me as a leader. I want to be, uh, feel like I belong you know, whatever that is, um, I need to be heard and they're not listening to me right now. Um, so we paint the picture of what they want to create. And then you ask the question again. So in this picture of what you want to create, who are you? You know, and then, then you can look at the gap of who you are today to who you want to become. What are the steps that need to be taken for you to become that person in that scenario you want to create? So again, it's not the do, it's the who that makes the difference. Oh, I say it's not the do, it's the being. Yeah. <laughs> or the becoming, right, of who you want to yeah. be. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. um, we are at a point in at least the year where a lot of companies are having either performance goals for next year or mm -hmm. performance reviews from the past year and setting goals for this coming year. Yeah. What are three things that leaders must uh, be mentally preparing for these transformational conversations to be effective? Hmm. 
you know, first off, um, intention, you know, so what is your intention? Is your intention to make them perform differently, make and hear the words, make them, you know, which you. means they're bad and I'm going to make them good. Okay. Right there. You're already setting up a disconnection in the conversation. So the intention really needs to be looked at as what is it that they really want? Do they want to be a leader? Do they want to be seen as more competent? Do they want less stress? You know, so we go in with the intention to help them to achieve what they really want. I'm here to help you achieve that. So you want to watch your intention because your intention is going to set the energy. You know, and, and again, that I am here for you. I am here for you. And then you go in there and, and um, uh, you know, coaching requires so much patience. <laughs> you know, hear their story, hear their complaints, hear their blaming, all that stuff without interruption, you know, and making them wrong. Making anyone wrong, you've cut off the conversation. You know, to but to hear that, and when they start repeating themselves, then you can interrupt and say, I think I understand what you're saying. I think I got the gist. Can I share with you what I hear so we can see if we, we're in agreement? You know, so yeah. so strategically interrupting means um, I ask permission. I tell you why I'm interrupting, you know, and and generally they'll say, yeah, I mean, because they want to be kind of directed anyway, if they're all over the place. Um, so to be careful that we don't get frustrated, irritated, impatient in these conversations that it's going to take a little time up front that they can share whatever things are on their mind. And then we can start sharing back what we're hearing and trying to get to what is it that you want to create that's not happening now. And that's really the focus of the conversation. So the goals that you set in a performance conversation need to be based on what is it this person really wants to create, not fix, mm -hmm. <laughs> But to create going forward, how are we going to get to that? And that also shows my intention is here for you, not to fix you, you know, um, because you're bad or wrong. But I'm here just to help you discover what it is that, that you might do to get what you really want as the outcome. Hmm. Um, I just want to summarize that. So intention, mm -hmm. strategic interrupting interruption okay. I just want to... what was it one of my colleagues said it's kind of elegant interrupting <laughs> oh, thank you. Uh, there yeah. you go I call I call it sometimes as graceful honesty as opposed to brutal honesty yeah yeah right I like that graceful <laughs> honesty right strategic, strategic interruption and then uh the third the third thing that we need to do is well, there was emotional regulation in there okay. with the strategic, but, you know, but also I, the third thing really is um, don't lose respect for the human in front of you, no matter what it is they're going through, you know, that, that, uh, you know, we all want to be seen, we want to be understood, but the main thing is we want to be valued. We want to feel like you think I'm smart, <laughs> you know, and so um, feel that that they're doing the best they can with what they have right now. 
And I respect that. And they're just on their journey and I'm here to help them on their journey. One of my, and I'm sure it's probably uh, the same for you. One of my favorite things as a coach is to see those aha moments that people have and just realize that there's like a light bulb and like, there's just a, like a growth or breakthrough. Yeah, um, yeah. So how do you know what to reflect in a conversation that will make that difference in someone's thinking? Well, they always let us know. So, mm -hmm. I mean, that that's really the focus of um, my new book because the subtitle is creating light bulb moments in your conversations. <laughs> if you stay present and you're not jumping ahead in your mind, you're going to notice the moment that they kind of gasp or pause or they look away and think for a moment something's going on in their mind something's connecting differently that means that they're you know percolating mm -hmm. a creative insight and that's what we want to hear you don't want to miss that moment and they'll always indicate it in some way and you know and and they may then start talking again, but just to stop and say you know something's just happened there and you're thinking could you share that with me and, and then they go back and they may not be able to articulate it completely. So you help them, you know, they might say, well, you know, I was thinking that maybe there was something in that, that conversation that I missed. Okay. So could we go back to that conversation and see what occurred that maybe we can find what you missed, you know, so get them to articulate that moment, that pause, that gasp, that looking away. What's going on in your mind? Would you be willing to share that with me? And really try to sort that through because that's going to change the entire conversation. For sure. Mm -hmm. I love to articulate it when it happens in my own mind mm -hmm. out loud to people. And sometimes they don't follow along with me, but I'm like, no, like I just a nuance. I just didn't even see yeah. it. Oh, I do. And I love that <laughs> so much. Well, you know, um, that's what people don't understand is that's the goal of coaching. The goal of coaching is the new awareness, not the problem solving. Yes. Yeah. And that's, yeah. that's the thing. What is it that we can do to help them to have that moment where they, oh, right. Because then you've got, what happened is you've got new, new connections in the brain that sees their situation differently. And out of that, they'll, they'll find solutions to their problems. Yeah. <laughs> um. What questions can you ask to ensure progress will be made mm. to goal achievement? Yeah. Well, you know, um, we like to say coaching is about reflecting and questions, but there is a structure to it. If you don't have a structure, it just goes all over the place. So we look at the container. The container, you know, at some point up front, we really want to clarify what is it you want to create or change that's not happening now. And that becomes the string that holds the conversation together. At the end, we want to ensure that whatever step they're now committed to take is going to help them to get to the thing that they said they wanted to create. Mm -hmm. um, but that has to be very clear too. You don't just, when they say, okay, I got it now, you can't just end the conversation. So what is it that you get? What will you now do? when by when always ask the when question because they say well even if they say i need to think about it okay well when will you do that what does that look like you still need to get a commitment to that 
And, and I've added one more question. You know, we used to always say, could anything get in your way? Is there any other support that you need? If the, the action they say depends on someone else, like, okay, I'm going to go have a conversation with my colleague or with that employee. Um, then the question is always, if it doesn't turn out as if you expect or hope for, what will you then do? This, if it doesn't turn out the way you expect, uh huh, or then, hope for, yeah. or hope for, what will you do then? Yeah. Oh. Because what happens is, okay, I'm going to go talk to my colleague, um, and your colleague, ju you know, just disses you. Well, you, you know, mm -hmm. I don't care what you say now. You know that this is over. Um, what are you going to do? So most of the time, if if you don't think that through, you just think, you know, well this is a waste. I'm not going to ever talk to this person again, or I'm a failure. I can't do this thing, you know, but if yeah. you set up that it may not happen as you want, because you're putting it on somebody else, your, your own success, what will you do next allows you to move through kind of a plan B, you know, it's like, okay, well, if it doesn't happen, this is what I'll do. And, and, and I'll tell you that um, they always come up with something. Oh, well, then I'll just do this, <laughs> you know, and it's so helpful to ask that question. That's a keeper. I'm mm -hmm. going to add that to my toolbox. Thank you for that. Yeah. Um, congratulations on the newest book. I hope that your breakthroughs um, in your mm -hmm. world are tremendous for this year. Do um, I'm asking today just because it's the the start of the new year. Do you do you have a theme word for this year that you'd be willing to share? Oh, you know that's funny. Um, I, I on a personal level, uh, I, there was a a blog that I read right before the New Year's where it talked about the difference between being grateful. We always say, oh, be grateful, be grateful, and being satisfied. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, can I just be satisfied with this wonderful life that I have? You know, I, I've been grateful forever, but can I be satisfied? Can I just be satisfied with me of who I am? You know, even... The word acceptance, if I say, oh, I fully accept myself, then I'm saying I'm limited. I accept my all my limitations. No, I'm satisfied. I'm satisfied with it all. So, you know, I'm really exploring because we don't tend to put um, that, make that word powerful, but it can be. It can be. So I, it means being present, just being here and being in this moment, this wonderful moment that I'm in. Hmm. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Do um, do you have any major things that you're focusing on other than the rollout of the book for this coming year that you can share? Yeah, well, the book even, um, I wasn't going to write another book. <laughs> you know, and I don't even have it. People are. are already getting the copies of their book and I don't even have mine because they have to ship boxes. So... Uh, yeah, it's crazy. But um, I had initially agreed to do it um, uh, because of the online programs I do with coaching.com, you know, and we have a foundational breakthrough coaching program, but we're going to do a deep dive mastery program starting at the end of March. I'm in the middle of designing it right now. 
and it's going to be so fun, you know, so it's going to be limited like a three week program for just 50 people at a time, a few times a year. And, um, uh, and you have to have had some coach training, um, or you can't be, you can't just have, you know, walk into the program. You can go through the initial program. If you haven't had any coach training, we have that available too. It's self-study. And then you can come on in, into the mastery program. So that's the plan. That is exciting. Wonderful. And I, I couldn't think of a better person to be designing that. So uh, congratulations on that. Marcia, as always, I just deeply appreciate connecting and, and learning about what you're doing. And again, congratulations on the newest book. Thank you. I hope that we get the opportunity in the future to have a fourth podcast together. Oh, always, anytime. <laughs> we always I so enjoy our conversations. Thank you. Mm -hmm.